0: People give us names but I feel that when I prepared this message that we want I wanted to give you a bit of encouragement. Now I woke up early this morning with the sweat dripping off my vow because I was coming here now I'm only kidding. I woke up early in the morning and I wasn't greeted with the news that I wanted to hear. And I'm sure you know what I'm maybe gonna say that the, the Scots charity worker lost his life it really made me can you, have a real sadness in the pit of my stomach and I had to get up and go down the stairs and it's real sad but I wanted to give you some encouragement this morning we what we are as believers is laid out in the Bible and that's where we take our guide from and I think there's never more a time that we need to proclaim what the Bible says the Bible says to encourage us see it's not important what other people see us as, they can label us with all sorts of things that's not important what's important is what God thinks and knows that we are so what we're going to do for a few moments, we're going to look at some of these uh, statements, not going to look at them all we're just going to look at some of them and I just want to read them out and I just want to for you just to can let them soak into your mind and then we'll turn to God's word and I found this in the concordance that that I read often and this is what it says in Christ we are justified which means we're not guilty of our sins no condemnation awaits us We are set free. We are sanctified, which means made acceptable. We are righteous and holy. We will be made alive at the resurrection. We are a new creation. We receive God's righteousness. We are one in Christ with other believers. Sometimes you wouldn't think that. But the Bible says we're one in Christ with other believers. We are blessed with every spiritual blessing. We are holy, blameless, and covered with God's love. Never feel that you're unloved because you're covered in God's love. We are adopted as God's children, our sins are taken away and we are forgiven this week I was reading in Isaiah chapter 43 and it says this to me when God forgives he forgets when God forgives he forgets interesting that we are under Christ's headship we are marked as belonging to God by the Holy Spirit we have been raised up to sit with Christ in glory We are God's work of art. We have been brought near to God. We share in the promise of Christ. With freedom and confidence, we come into God's presence. We can come into the Creator of the world's presence. We are members of Christ's body, the Church. We have been given fullness in Christ. We are set free from our sinful nature we will have eternal glory. What a set of statements found in God's word that apply to all who believe in Christ and all who put their trust in him. I'm going to take a few moments to look at some of these wonderful truths. If you've got your Bibles with you, we're going to turn to Ephesians chapter 1. We're going to read from verse 3. And we're going to look at a few of these truths. So Ephesians chapter 1. I'm reading from the New International Version this morning. Ephesians then. Under the heading Spiritual Blessings in Christ, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him <coughs> before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with the pleasure of And he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he proposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times will reach their fulfilment, to bring all things in heaven and on earth together under one head, even Christ. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything, in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we, who were the first to hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having believed you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit, guaranteeing our inheritance, Until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. We thank God for his public, for the reading of his word and how true those words are. I just want to spend a few moments covering each of these topics that I've got down here. I've entitled them Four Truths. The first one is we are chosen. That's found in verse 4. And then we look at we are adopted. Then we'll look at we have forgiveness. And then lastly, we'll look at we are marked with a seal. So let's start and look at these fortresses that I can see from this uh, passage. Don't know about you, but when I was a kid, which... It's quite a few years ago not portrayed by what you see today but it was a few years ago and I hated when you had to be picked for a team now you can imagine there was a gang of you all football maybe 20 of us right we'll pick teams how do we do it pick two captains and then the rest of you are up against the wall and then you have to go through the process of you pick first you pick second defenders got picked Midfields got picked. David's still at the wall, not picked. Goes on, goes on. I hated it when you didn't get chosen first, or you didn't get chosen. I want David in my team. I don't know if you were like that when you were getting picked for a team. We don't like to be left out. That's the the, the point I'm trying to make. We don't like to be left out of anything. If it's planning something, we don't like to be left out. We we like to be included. Well, listen. God's word tells us that he doesn't want anybody to be left out of his kingdom. He doesn't want anybody to miss out on the riches that he can pour into your life. I don't know if you're a Christian this morning. But if you're not a Christian this morning and you're just still, you've just been coming along. What I'm going to say is you can claim these truths today. You don't have to go through a series of Bible studies. You can claim them in an instance. In First Timothy, we read these wonderful words. This is good and pleases God, our Saviour, who wants all men, women, to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. God wants everyone who he has designed in his image, he has spent time knitting them together in their mother's womb. He wants them to be a part of the kingdom. Nobody's excluded. You're not excluded by the family you were born into, you're not excluded if you, uh, the place you were born into, you're not excluded, the land, the colour, you're not excluded from us. God wants everyone to be part of his kingdom. God chooses us, tells us that it totally depends on God. There's nothing we can do. We could try till our dying day to get into God's kingdom, but there's nothing that we can do. God chooses us. God gives us and empowers us. There's nothing we can do to deserve to be chosen by God. First Peter tells us this in the second chapter. Verses nine to ten, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of the darkness into His wonderful light. Very encouraged when I seen the the newspaper. Excellent, excellent opportunity, an excellent tool of evangelism to go into people's lives who are not aware that they are in darkness. And they need to be exposed to the light. And this is what it says here. You were in darkness. Christians, non-Christians, Christians were in darkness before they became Christians. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. We can't take any credit for it and that's the point. We are chosen. God planned it before time. I love going into the Bible and I love reading a a bit of scripture and I love the signpost it gives me. One of my jobs in the, the food bank now is to develop, to signpost people on to different agencies. They come for a reason and I'm trying to encourage them to go and speak to different people. And this verse, uh, this message, it, can he posted me to different places? And Second Thessalonians chapter two verse thirteen, he uh, tells me this. But we ought always to thank God for you, brothers, loved by the Lord, because from the beginning, God chose you to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit, and through belief in the truth we need to tell people the truth we need to stand for the truth see God way back God's seen how bad how wicked that we could be and that's played across our nation our television screens and everything he's seen all this yet so amazingly he still loved us He still valued us. He still wanted us to be part of the kingdom. And he'd done this by giving his son, Jesus, so that we would have the opportunity to be acceptable to him. When we belong to Christ, God looks upon us as if we've never sinned. Yet we keep our sins and our failings in the back of our mind. And what did I say at the beginning? When God forgives us, he forgets about it all. It's only us that recalls it. God forgets it. We are chosen. That's one of the truths that I wanted to come out of this passage. We are chosen by God. It's all to do with him. Nothing that we can do. It's all to do with him. Secondly, verse 5, we are adopted into God's family. God embraces us As his own children. How amazing is that? God embraces us as his own children. Now, many can testify to agreeing with what I'm going to say. I have a teenage boy. Okay, nothing special in that. But who's had teenage boys? And who's had problems to deal with teenage boys? And that's difficult, isn't it? When you're dealing with situations in your own family and look at all the problems that we have yet god says come on into my family you've put your trust in me come on into my family and receive the blessings romans we're going to go on a wee uh, journey we're going to go to romans now we're going to go to romans 8:17 and this is what it says romans 8:17 now if we are children then we are heirs heirs of God and co-heirs of Christ if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we might share in his glory and in Galatians 4, 5 to 7 this is where I was led next to redeem those under law that we might receive the full rights of sons because you are sons God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. The spirit who calls out, Abba Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And since you are a son, God has also made you an heir. It's an amazing story. It's an amazing journey. It's an amazing that the God, our father, would embrace us, would Adopt us into his family. Roman law saw adopted children receive the same rights and privilege as as biological children. They had the same rights. There wasn't any distinction. They were brought in, even if they were slaves, they were brought into the family and they had everything that the biological children would have. You see... Their past did not matter. I think as Christians we hang on to the past, we hang on to our faults and our failings to justify where we are, but God wants us to forget about it, because he has, and he wants to move us forward, to refine us. Being described Christians being described as a, a rough diamond found, a buried treasure and you get gradually refined into this beautiful stone and when we're made into that beautiful stone we're taken to be in the place where it's just amazing in heaven and we'll spend eternity see the past didn't matter in fact they lost all rights to the old the old is gone we are new creatures it was not what they were but what they now are that counts when you're adopted into God's family. We can claim what He has provided through our trust in Jesus. And that's the crux here the, our trust in Jesus. What are these things that we can claim? We can, can claim a faith in His Son, we can claim forgiveness of our sins, we can f- claim eternal life as well. God encourages us. To ask him for whatever we need. I know on a daily basis that a father is asked for things that his sons need. I've got three sons and they come. I've got one at 20 and he's working. He still asks me for things. So I have to kind of sit him down and say, you work, you get wage, you pay for things yourself. Doesn't quite commute that way. But but he's still got asked for things. And we are encouraged to come to our father and ask for things. And he will give it if it's in accordance with his will. If he thinks it's right and appropriate for you. We are also warned that as Christ paid the price, we too will pay the price in this world. Because we stand with Jesus. And there will be hard times ahead. It's not an easy road, being a Christian, being a follower, to stand up, to wake up on a Monday morning and go into the workplace, to go into the Shops to go to the family that belittles your faith. It's not easy. But God says, you're my adopted child and I'll encourage you and I'll fill you with my love to share that with others. We're adopted into his family. We're forgiven. Forgiveness, we see that in verse 7, that we're forgiven. It's words that bring reconciliation to two parties, isn't it? Two parties that are loggerheads. It takes one to break the stalemate and say, I forgive you. You've hurt me, but I forgive you because by me not forgiving you, I'm held back in my life. I need to extend that hand of forgiveness. I forgive you. God says, I forgive you for all that you've done. I forgive you. I take that responsibility and I remember it no more. He says to David Shaw, you're forgiven. He says to Stanley Steen, you're forgiven because you put your trust in my son. Because you read about my son in the, God's word, you listened to it. And you came to a place in your life where you put your trust in Jesus You've seen him as sinless, holy, blameless and the person that took God's wrath. And because of that, because you believe that, I forgive you. See, it's the only way we can have a relationship with God is through Jesus. You can only come to God the Father through Jesus. I am the way, the truth and the life and no one comes to the Father except through me. We have to go through Jesus. We have to go through the cross. We have to kneel at the cross and ask for forgiveness. In the Old Testament times, blood of animals was shed to gain God's forgiveness. But that was the Old Covenant. Now we're in the New. The New Testament shows us that Jesus' blood was the only way to be forgiven and acceptable in God's sight. As believers, we stand forgiven. And just to impress the point. Psalm 103 is a lovely psalm and it tells us these words in verses 8 to 12. Psalm 103, 8 to 12 As far as the east is from the west Oh, it's covered here So far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion On his children, so the Lord has compassion on all those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed, he remembers that we were dust. God knows everything about us, he knows our faults and failings, he still loves us, he chose us to be part of the kingdom, he adopted us into his family, he continually forgives us and lastly but by no means least we have a seal and this gives me great encouragement it gives me great hope for the days that lie ahead because this, I, I believe there's really tough times ahead and it's getting played out across the world we have a seal important documents eh, were marked with a wax seal in times gone past they were put together a wax seal was put on it and it was given to someone to take and you give it to this person and it is not to be opened and if the person got it and it was opened well somebody was going to pay bit greatly but in times past there was a wax seal God has put a seal on us as believers but not an outward seal It won't be a mark the Bible says there's going to be a mark coming that people will have to take if they have to do things Christians are told not to take it but we're not marked outwardly with a seal we're marked with an inward deposit Okay, he gives us his Holy Spirit as a seal that we belong to him he instills it within us we've trusted him and he instills his Holy Spirit in us now this works in two ways he prompts us, the Holy Spirit can prompt us, have you ever been in a situation where you think, where you're Where you feel, David, this is not the right place to be. This is not the right thing to do. A prompt, a guide, someone to be there. A conscience, a guarantee that he will do as he has promised. And the disciples were told, you wait and I will give you the Holy Spirit to equip you. To give you the tools to do the work that I have taught you to do that I have given you the mission to do you see this seal this Holy Spirit has been described as a down payment if you like a deposit his signature written across your heart to say you're mine you put your trust in me and by doing that I give you a a seal this Holy Spirit for eternity it's a constant reminder that we are his children People will belittle your faith, ridicule you. You can quote them scripture and they'll throw it back in your face. But inside you've got a seal of the Holy Spirit. It works in us to transform us and give us a taste of eternity. Because this is only the beginning. The journey starts on this earth that was created 6,000 years ago. It starts here. The journey takes us into Eternity. In my uh, in the concordance here is a, a lovely wee description of the Holy Spirit. And just as closing, I just want to refer to a couple of these uh, points, subnotes on the Holy Spirit. It says this: the Spirit marks the beginning of the Christian experience. My dad, you know, my dad, uh, he's coming tonight. My dad said this expression for people who maybe at one time thought they were a Christian but evident in their life that they want one and he says people might make profession but don't take possession they might profess it but they don't take possession of it they don't put their full trust in it the Holy Spirit is marks the beginning of the Christian experience we cannot belong to Christ without the Spirit we cannot be united to Christ without his spirit we cannot be adopted as his children without the spirit the spirit marks the beginning secondly the spirit is the power of our new lives because when you step from the old mad Scotsman into the new creation God tells us you just don't do it in your own strength you'll do it in my strength I'm there Holy Spirit like a tap you don't turn the tap on you don't get any water if you don't tap into God's Spirit you don't get the strength it says here the Spirit is the power of our new lives He begins a lifelong process of change as we can become more like Christ when we receive Christ by faith we begin an intimate personal relationship with God the Holy Spirit works in us to help us to become more Christ-like it's a process he's given us the tools and lastly in this we section of the Holy Spirit he unites us the Spirit unites the Christian community in Christ the Holy Spirit can be experienced by all and he works through all we have been given a seal we have been chosen we are adopted we are forgiven and we are marked with a seal and this seal is what No one can take away from you. Once God writes that signature across your heart, it's there. It can never be erased. Nobody can take it away. I trust that in these few moments that we've been encouraged and strengthened by a reminder of what God would give us each for those who trust in him. These are spiritual blessings. They are treasures that are not material, that are invisible, that are imperishable and that are immeasurable. Mm. Praise be to God. Let's pray. God, our Father, we, we love you so much. We love what you've done in our lives. We love that you inspired men to write down the very words that your son spoke and the apostles and the early church members and those who stood up in the face of adversity to proclaim your name and paid the ultimate price Lord we are so privileged that we in the West can meet in a, a morning like this and praise your name and worship you and read your word we thank you Lord that what you says what you say in your word is exactly what happens <coughs> and you instill in us A Holy Spirit that equips us, that empowers us, that guides us, that rebukes us. We are still to say that we are forgiven, that we are chosen, we are adopted. They're all privileges that only you can give, but you freely give them because you love those who put their trust in your Son. So we thank you for what we've been able to look at today. We thank you for what happens after this service lord we remember the the choir and the group that meets to remember those who lost their lives just going to work be with them give them the strength to get through these hours that lie ahead we pray for those who are traveling to other countries in the world we pray for those who would come back tonight to be fed from your word in your precious name amen